A dance CEO thrives every day with focus on gratitude, growth, and feeling aligned. Unapologetically putting themselves first, striving to become their best self personally and professionally, creating their own definition of fulfillment and success, rejecting the starving artist mentality and competition mindset for one of abundance in all things, including the success of other dance business owners. Welcome to the Dance CEO Podcast. Hello, I'm Audra Allen, the Dance CEO Coach lifelong dancer, choreographer, and educator. I'm a happily remarried, part-time mom of two little humans and three bonus little humans, proud thriver of adult-diagnosed ADHD, lover of the beach, travel, houseplants, reading, and your host for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Today's topic is actually coming from a request that I got in my DMs to cover this on the podcast, which, yes, you can do that if there's something that you want to hear me dive into and discuss here, by all means, DM me on Instagram at the Dance CEO podcast. And let's chat there and then see if the topic you want me to address is a good fit for this platform. If nothing else, we will have the discussion there. But I am open to suggestions. So the question that was posed was, I'd love to hear why exposure as a paycheck is acceptable in the dance world. And I mean, this triggered me a little bit because I know that was dialogue I received a lot when I was back in my pre-professional and beginning of my professional dance career. I remember specific people, mentors, college professors I had in my dance program I was in say, at the beginning of this, say yes to every opportunity you get and eventually you'll start getting offered money for your position. And I bought into it. I 100% believed that was how it was because that's what I was witnessing. The people I leaned on, looked up to, learned from, this was their experience and this is what they were passing on down to me. So I did believe this phrase, exposure as a paycheck, you know, or the idea that just having other people receive your art and the possibility that you'll be seen doing this is enough and you should consider it a form of payment. And I don't know if you resonate with this or not, but there's chances are that you've at least heard this dialogue before, if not directly to you, but around you in the dance world. They followed this up with, it seems in the dance community, artists are expected to work for breadcrumbs. And I would agree with that. I mean, maybe you don't agree with me. And if not, DM me and let's have this dialogue. I would love to have this dialogue that my own personal experience and what I've witnessed time and time again around me and from others, and this is the general concept that there is no money in the arts world. There's no money in the performing arts world. There's no money in the dance world. And that you should be grateful to get what you can, take what you can get. And there's limited um, money available to, to pay dancers and send out and that we know that we're offering a high value, but that the financial community or aspect cannot support what we bring to the table as artists. I used to believe this, like I said, and I can with 100% surety say I do not buy into this anymore. I know now that that is a scarcity mindset. That is a scarcity mindset with finances. It's a fearful way of living and viewing the world and thinking that there's only limited availability as performers and dancers. There's only limited spots and companies or ways to have your artwork be seen. There's only a limited amount of money coming into these companies, let alone coming down to pay to dancers and paying them an actual livable wage. There's little or no money 
going into projects and then you know people are asking dancers to pay to perform this is not ever going to change the process the dialogue the narrative or even the actual cash flow in the performing arts world and specifically the dance world if we continue to buy into this because at the base of that approach is not fact it's a mindset and like i said it's a scarcity mindset and it was only until it was up until this last year the year i was turning 37 i was 36 and i said okay i have to shift this narrative no matter how much work i had done personally to grow i had like really worked on my growth mindset i had really opened up to the idea of manifestation and all of this but i still held on to the belief that there's no money available that it's always going to be the bare minimum i will scrounge and work hard for very little for lack and that there will always be a want and a need and that i will struggle to find what i need in the dance world which is ironic because i also was believing that there are people in the dance world who are willing to work with me and understand the value of money so it was this like dichotomy i was living in as i was trying to transition out of this scarcity mindset space it took a lot of work it took working through and i'll put a plug in for a book here i'll drop it in the, the show notes the book by jensen Saro. you probably have heard of her first book you are a badass but this particular book she wrote you are a badass at making money that was my life-changing experience and i actually shared this journey with the dance co university group in our coaching call this week but i'll share some of it again here First of all, if you do decide to dive into this book, if you recognize that you're resonating with some of what I'm saying is that you are believing that there is little money, that this, you know, that you might be one of those people who has a scarcity mindset. First of all, I applaud you because it's not easy to admit that and it's scary and it's like there might be shame involved and there could be a whole roller coaster of emotions that you're going through right now with that thought process. First of all, give yourself some grace. You've done the best you can with how you've been thinking and once you become aware of it then it's your responsibility to decide what you're going to do with it preferably take action to shift and then help others also leave that scarcity mindset and approach and shift into one of abundance so everybody can experience and grow and experience that abundance together and that's how I believe things are going to shift in the dance world going back to the book you are a badass at making money This is not one you read cover to cover, put it away and say, good job. This is one you should approach as a workbook. And if you really want to have that transformation in your life and really release that scarcity mindset and one and bring in one of abundance, you will approach it like that workbook I mentioned. And each chapter is a different topic. And then there's challenges at the end, journaling, actual physical practices. It actually starts with you diving into your childhood because that is where our understanding of money and our relationship to money stems from is our exposure and how it was modeled to us with other adults relationships with money and then you go through each chapter do the work and then there will be a process of some struggle some questioning things some you're going to feel some expansion in your nervous system you might feel a little bit frustrated you're going to feel the version of you that has spent forever taking care of you in this scarcity mindset, trying to stop you from trying to shift out of it because they don't want to be left behind and they want to understand why they're not needed anymore. But as you're doing this transformation, just know that it's going to take work. I will honestly say take me about the better part of the year last year. I mean, I initially did the book in about two months 
And it was a lot. And I like thought that was it. And I was good. But I didn't realize that I had learned the thing. Step one was I learned about the mindset and where I was and where I wanted to be and what was holding me back. And then step two was the awareness. So after I finished the book, I wasn't air quotes cured. I then had to go on the journey of actually just starting to observe me in action and start to understand and see how my scarcity mindset was showing up and impacting my whole life in negative avenues, including it impacted my relationships and so much because financial, you know, is tied to everything in our life. So if money came up, normally there was some kind of scarcity attached to that dialogue with whomever or for whatever situation or purchase. But it wasn't until after I did the observe, like the observation for a while, then I was like, okay, now that I've seen this, I'm ready to start putting into practice in real time the concepts I was learning in this book, which I was doing as I was doing the book, but now I was ready to really get deep into it. I would equate this to you're in a technique class, you're introduced to a new advanced dance step, you learn the basics, you kind of figured out there, but it's not until a little bit later when like you've had a chance to process it, put a little bit more work into it, then you're like, okay, I'm ready to really give my all and really master this particular dance technique or dance step. You don't do it right away. You take some time to get to that point. Well, I was there probably in the early fall of 2022. And that's when I really started to put in the work. And I will tell you, that what happened was that smaller version of me, like I said a minute ago, was not happy that I was asking her to no longer run the show. I was asking her to, I was telling her, thank you so much for being here, for getting me to this point. And, you know, at, some, at one point you served me well and you got me through some really hard times, but I'm ready to let go of those hard times and stop living in a place of lack and scarcity and view things like that. I was ready to tr- finally let go of this last part I felt was really holding me back from stepping up into that place of abundance and really trusting money and the flow of it. And I could go on and on about this. I was, there was there so much that I've learned about money as an energy and that it's so much more than what we hold on to control it to be. That's not the time or place today. But One particular experience that I had to apply from her book was later on, one of the further chapters, um, She, the author actually says something along the lines of, hey, if you're still struggling with this concept and you're not quite on board yet, I want you to take on this challenge. And it was a challenge set for 20 some odd days that every single day for those 20 some odd days, you had to give money away. And I'm not talking like hundreds of dollars. It was like, even if it was five cents in the donation jar at the checkout register at the grocery store, every day you had to release money. You had to let it go and just be okay with it. And I was like, I feel so seen when she said, hey, if you haven't caught on to this, I was like, how did she know? <laughs> and so I, I took her up on that challenge and it was scary each day, like I started out, I wouldn't say necessarily five cents, but I definitely started out in smaller quantities. And then I started getting a little bit more confident with it. And I realized that like, I still had some money and it wasn't the end of the world. And so I started to go bigger. For me personally, I was then searching out friends who created fundraisers on Facebook and looked into the different causes that they were raising funds for. And I started donating money anonymously to those situations. Again, not huge amounts, what I felt I could handle with my nervous system expansion during all of this. But I got to the point where I started looking forward to it and I was no longer feeling tethered to the money that was leaving my bank account. I started to feel a disconnect and recognize that that money actually never belonged to me, that there was a flow and an ebb. I'm not going to dive into more into it. I'm going to pause there. But 
it was that practice and then really truly starting to hone in on really wanting to fine tune not only this mindset but now a new way of living and this abundant mindset that in the fall specifically that things really started to shift for me and I will tell you that I know that I no longer accept and believe in the fact that exposure as a form of a paycheck and working for breadcrumbs is an acceptable practice in this dance world. I have actually received an abundance in my income. I've actually am starting to experience consistent clients, ideal clients, ones that I desire to work with, ones that are the one that, that light me up, that are meant for my offerings and my services and that we can benefit from each other. I have had more come to me since I finally let that go than I have in the past. No matter how much you fight for something, if that does not want to be a part of you or part of what you're doing or for you, you can't make it. And I will say that about money. I have learned that the probably the most basic way to express this without going into the energy side of money and all of that is viewing money as its own entity and you being in a relationship with money. Now, an unhealthy relationship is one where you try to control the situation. You force the person to do what you want. You don't want them to leave. You want them to only act on your terms. You want to hoard them to yourself. Comparing that to money, an unhealthy relationship with money is you holding on to it, hoarding it, not letting it do what it wants, not letting it leave, not trusting that it'll come back to you if you let it go. That very much applies here. So if you view relationship in a very healthy manner with your money, in the sense that it's all about trust, knowing that it will always come back to you in even bigger, better forms than you can imagine, that you release the money to have its own free will and do what it wants, it will always return. Locking it away is not going to make it happy and want to be with you more. It's actually going to make it want to leave and not be around. So creating a healthy relationship with money starts with you internally to even shift into a place of having that healthy relationship with the money wanting to be with you. And ultimately, at the end of the day, that is where your business success will come from. That is where your career success will come from, is the internal work. No matter how much things you try to control in your life, your career, relationships you're trying to cultivate or make happen or connections you're trying to force, it's only going to go so far because you're trying to control it. The moment that you say, what do I need to do to stop trying to control and actually trust and release and know that things are going to work out how it's supposed to and actually not just anything, but the ideal thing that best serves me and those I'm trying to work with, it's amazing what shows up for you. Terms that I never bought into before that I thought were woo-woo like manifestation and visioning and just energy and alignment are now the day-to-day soul practice of how I show up in my entire life, not just with my business. And I cannot tell you how much my life is now stress-free, specifically because I have shifted my understanding and my relationship with money. If you still share the narrative and believe that exposure is a form of payment in the dance world and that's acceptable, if you still believe and share with your dancers, whoever you work with, that they should take whatever they can get, be grateful for the opportunity, say yes, if it doesn't pay, take whatever bigger amount is being offered if there's even payment or even pay to perform, and that's okay. I would challenge you to take a moment and pause and see how you are personally doing with your own relationship and understanding to money. 
Do you believe in money coming to you in abundance? Do you believe it's possible to have abundance in your life with finances? Do you believe it's capable on the path you're on with your dance career to actually financially be abundant and even secure and not stress about it? If you don't, I ask that you at least trust me to know that there is another way. You don't have to understand how it works. You don't have to say, got it. You can at least just say, huh, that's a different way to start thinking about it. I hadn't thought about that before. And if this scares the crap out of you, I do not blame you. It took me a while to believe, like years, (laughs) for me to not just find this woo-woo, to finally be like, got it. And I started my business in 2018. It's now the beginning of 2023. And it is only in the past few months that I truly have finally released the scarcity mindset with my finances. And only now am I really seeing a major up level in the consistency in my revenue increase. Am I rolling in the dough? No. But as are things becoming more consistent and clients coming in to work with me and I feel consistently aligned and not stressing at all about finances or if someone, a potential client says, no, thank you. I don't stress that a potential income went away. I trust that that person wasn't meant for me. And that means I have more room for the next person to show up. It is literally life-changing doing this work. And I'll tell you what, this is what I have all my clients work on. Every one of my clients, initially especially, were coming to me with business focuses, which of course I do say I'm a business coach, but I do also claim that I'm a mindset expert because I have done so much work myself and I have helped so many others transition their mindset in so many ways that that is the very first step I take them through working with me. The dance CEO method has four steps and the very first step is master your mindset. And we not only learn about our mindsets, I teach them actual practical skills to work on long-term sustainably shifting their mindset so that they can transform their lives personally and professionally. It's a skill to develop just like any dance technique is a technique to develop and make consistently successful. The second step is personal before professional. I a thousand percent do not believe that you can be successful professional if you are not doing well personally. And that can mean anything from the emotional state to the physical state to the mental state. All of those together, especially if you're not addressing those things and really like getting boundaries in place, starting to honor yourself and making sure you're only truly working when you desire to and what makes sense for you. So you show up fully and you're enjoying your life. The third step is growing by knowing. Only after steps one and two, when you shift into much healthier place with your mindset and how you're showing up daily, are you finally ready to start learning more about your business and how to shift there. And you'll even have more clarity. So the transition and the work you do in your business on step three is actually less work than you initially thought because so much was removed just by shifting your mindset in step one. And the fourth step for your CEO self is when you finally get to experience all the pieces coming together. You have a healthy foundational mindset in place. You have skills you've developed that you can rely on at any time. You now have implemented practices that serve you personally on a daily basis. You have healthy boundaries in place because your respect for you is showing up and others are seeing that and respecting it as well. You are no longer overwhelmed or burnt out because you now understand that you do not have to sacrifice yourself to make your business successful. You do not have to sacrifice your time with your loved ones to have a successful business. You do not have to sacrifice basic comforts, enjoying time with others or just yourself purely to have your your light stay on for your business. If you truly believe that it's possible to shift in this, it can happen. I do have 
some spots available for some one-on-one if you are opening up as a few clients are finishing working with me. So if this is all interesting to you, DM me. I'm available. Let's talk and see if this is really a good step for you going in the right in that direction. Uh, DM me at the Dance CEO Coach on Instagram. I also have the Dance CEO University which is a group program meant for those who are established in their business a few years in and they're ready to start doing this kind of work and up level, but in a group setting and still get some more business support. I'm here for all of it. I just want you to succeed and see you take the reins and implement on your own those techniques that will help you with those skills to develop that you can start creating and cultivating your life and not only experience survival, but removing survival and actually placing it with thriving. And it is such a beautiful thing to step into. And it is possible for you, yes, you listening, to experience this. What's your take on this concept of exposure as a form of payment? Like, I just want to continue this dialogue. I'd love to hear from you in my DMs. No matter when you listen to this episode, from when initially aired to way down the road, DM me, let's talk. I really appreciate you taking the time and finding value in listening to these podcast episodes and I am just so grateful to know that there are others out there who are also striving to do this work and improve themselves and the dance world. And together we can make some serious changes happen. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Dance CEO Podcast, where aspiring or established dance business owners and entrepreneurs learn to become the CEO of your life and business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe and leave a review and rating. To stay up to date and get all the behind the scenes content, you can follow me, your host, on Instagram at the Dance CEO Coach. Until next time.